graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you idiot, your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! Here we go indeed. An all new week of the Talkin' Audio Podcast. My name is Matt Robinson across the table from Rob Christie. What's going on, man? It's dynamite. It loving is, it. It is dynamite. I'm, I'm loving the. I'm loving the sweet mild weather. Yeah, which allowed me to just gray as fuck all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I had a huge like. A, I'm one of those guys that didn't due to my old man back issues. From yeah, yeah. Whenever that was last week. That you're still milking to make sure oh, your partner shovels the driveway oh, oh, for trust you. Trust me, trust me. If if it's not super apparent now, I am going to be that old guy who's out tinkering on his laneway like all the time. <laughs> like I am that guy. Like, well, there's a little patch of ice there. I'm going to go out there and you're chipping at it. Somebody so, left a snowy footprint in my uh-huh, driveway. <laughs> this is it, man. And so the end of the laneway had this continent of ice that was just like thick, wide, deep. So I spent all Saturday out there just chipping, chipping. shoveling, chipping, shoveling, <laughs> and it is pristine. So we are now back to fighting from an even field. Yeah. Good to go, man. Okay. And oh, just a little shout out to Mike. Happy belated. 72. It's an excellent vintage. Okay. Born in, not turned. <laughs> take it how you want, man. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I want to take this pint down. I want to get to that quickly. But so what do you got there? Why? What, what's happening? Is, uh, is I, it ice cream? Is it going to melt? Uh, it might. And why don't you take it? All right. Fine. I will. <laughs> this is from the Stray Dog Brewing Company. I love some Stray Dog. Uh-huh. This is their Imperial Coffee Stout. Thanks for sharing. Coming in. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> you got no chance. Yeah. That's a prominent reference at the moment. We may or may not get to that later in the no show. No chance in hell. Yeah. Uh, this is their Imperial Coffee Stout clocking in at 7.5%. So wait, wait. the low end of Imperial, yeah. but uh, still pretty nice for a, a Sunday afternoon, I think. And I've been looking forward to this one all week, man. Saved it just for you to watch me drink. <laughs> <laughs> Saved it to crack in your face. That's about it, man. Yeah. What are you going with? Uh, I am going with, have you, have you cracked? Oh, there you go. I'm like, you, you haven't cracked and you've asked. Um, I am going uh, in a very similar vein and also not sharing. No. I am going, and now again, not, I, I think it's no longer craft, right? Uh, it's, but I'm super interested in it. It's, um, it's from Muskoka. Okay. Right. Kind of the, one of the OGs, but yeah. no longer, I think really in the craft realm. You think they've gotten too big? Too big. Okay. For sure. But doesn't stop me from wanting to take down what, it was a Christmas gift. One of the things in my stock. Is this the winter beard? The winter beard. Uh, Someone texted me this morning saying, last night I tried the Muskoka winter beard stout. Okay. If it wasn't for the Muskoka bit, I'd be concerned. Yeah. (laughs) Seems untoward. (laughs) Because I also am rocking a winter beard. Right. Up top. Yeah. That is, you know, I sort of. About a four-month beard. I go, yeah, November, December, January, February. Don't cut my hair. Don't shave the beard. So I'm rocking a little bit. Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm going, it's a long way around. Not the Muskoka winter beard. Okay. This is the Nanaimo Bar Imper- oh, oh. Imperial Porter. Ooh, okay. Coming in at 9%. 
That one I legitimately am offended you're not sharing. Yeah, uh, I know, I know, but that's why but I, fuck you. That's why I threw, <laughs> that's why I threw out your lightweight 7.2 and it comes in a 568 milliliter can. It really is a big boy can. So, 9%? Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Now, have you had a pull on that yet? Yeah, very lot lots of coffee right up front. Which it says right in the uh in the title, obviously, but uh, sometimes, because, you know, you can get a little chocolate in there, you can get a little, uh, it says it's supposed to be given off quite a roasty flavor as well. I'm not getting as much of that. It is very prominently the the coffee that's coming through, which strangely I'm fine with. As you know, I don't drink coffee, but uh, I enjoy a nice coffee stout, so that'll work. Okay. Okay. I am, uh, so I've poured mine into a glass. Mm-hmm. Um... And the first poll is really, I've just got a lot of head. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So I can't really give you anything right off the top on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see because it's it's got a ferocious head. Right. Uh, well, this one, like I said, pretty good. I've had an Enamel Bar Stout once before. I don't remember who made it, but I remember being fairly unimpressed that it was a perfectly fine stout, but you got me really excited with the, the promise of Nanaimo Bar, which is one of my favorite snacks. Uh. And there was almost no Nanaimo bar flavor to it whatsoever. So that was a little disappointing at the time. And it and came in a giant, not giant, but like a, a quart bottle or like a much larger yeah. container. Well, and, and the bottles are, are always a concern, right? Cause they, they, to me, they never keep the, it's like they don't, they come in, it's like a screw top or it's like a. A waxed over top. Oh, honestly, man, my, my, my nail on my index finger, my right hand. Only now growing back. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, I, it, like that cut underneath where you're like, yeah. so, yeah. uh, but th- again, this is a porter. Right. So I am looking for a little bit more of that chocolate forward as opposed to the stout with the coffee forward. Right. So yeah. I'm hoping that when I have my next pull on this, that it lends itself a little bit more towards that. That sort of graham cracker, coconut, yeah, chocolatey kind of Nanaimo bar thing. Are you? Uh, are the Sens headed into? Is this their bye week? No. Okay. No, there's still two more games, I believe. So they have theirs after. Correct. Over. I'd sort of forgotten that we were doing that, right? Because remember the one year the whole league did it like all at once. And they were like, that was a pretty bad idea. Now they sort of split it half and half. So the Leafs are done until February fifth. The I'm networks actually, will just be scrambling. Yeah. Going to have to show something else. Yeah, like what exactly. the hell? What are we going to do here now? 17 people who are going to watch the, the Jets or, or yeah. whatever. So, uh, That's live. Yeah. We can, we can get into that a little bit. I, I am curious though. The Sens, uh, not a great showing Saturday night. Ooh, you better believe that's a paddling. <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't see it. I was out of town. If you've, uh, if you missed it, good listener. Uh, there's a show up, we posted on Sunday, which is a little unusual, but, uh, was out at Shea Shrides on, uh, on Saturday and, uh, we didn't end up watching any of the Sens or the Leafs. We were having a couple of pints and, uh, I got to take part in my first, uh, sampler Saturday, which is something they do, I guess they pour out their own flights, right? Try a couple of different things. And, uh, so I brought a couple things to contribute to that. And so we were just having a good time and then, and then watched some wrestling a little later on. Josh and I were big into the rumble. Shrides tolerated it, uh. Did correctly pick the winner of the women's uh, rumble, so maybe she's a slightly bigger fan than than we think. But I uh, didn't see any of of what happened to the Sens. It didn't look good. Uh, was it as bad as the score suggests? Yes. Okay. Um, debacle is is the word that I would go with. Um, yeah, it was 
a great first period. It um, The five games leading up to this, they really exhibited a lot of that yeah. in the first period, right? There was a lot of that sort of... Looked like the ship was slowly starting to turn. Yeah, that, that sort of resiliency and the maturity seems to be the buzzword, right? That okay. Jacques is is looking to... I guess you got to say it before you can can do it. Right. Um, you got to see it. To yeah. It. And so Brady is, has been has been parroting it as well, which I get it, right? You want to... The message is... Um, and to me, the Jets game and the Bruins games are the two games that I sort of look at and go at the Habs, who cares? And, and fly <laughs> and the Flyers are pretenders. So I, I don't really count that either. Still right. Hanging around. Yep. But down a goalie fading yep. is what I would suggest is happening there. But yeah, they're still in third in the Metro, which yeah. is, uh, the Metro is, it's not where you thought it would be. It is not. The season. No. Um, but to me, you saw all the things that were the bad senators happened in that game, right? Sorry, I missed it. Yeah, which is is two separate times where they allowed back-to-back goals in under a minute. Mm-hmm. That happened twice in the game yesterday. <laughs> uh, bad goaltending. If you're going to score seven, some of them are going to have to come pretty close together uh, yeah. to fit it all in there. Yeah, well, actually three of them, it was, um, yeah, three of them came fairly quickly, but like two, bang, bang in, in the second period. Right. And it's, it went from up two, nothing to down three, two in... Well, Brady was in the box, so they were up to nothing. They were up to nothing. Yeah, no, seven in oh a row. Oh boy. Yeah. So, um, so you had the quick, the back-to-back goals, which has been a killer. You had the bad goaltending, like the Kreider goal, where he comes across the blue line and he puts it on the net, and it, it's like, it's like Corpusalo still has a screensaver up, <laughs> right? And it's just like, oh, <laughs> puck is in the net, right? You can't have those, man. And and to me. The fact that he played his third consecutive game, you know, it was much debated on this podcast when they signed him. That's a guy who's never played more than 38 or 42 games in a season. Yeah. And yeah, he played well against Boston. He played well against Montreal. I didn't like the Boston game for him very much. The third goal for sure, I didn't think was very good. Yep. The second one, eh, maybe not either. I, I Right. Now Boston's a good team. So the fact yep. that they were in it is a credit to him, I suppose. So two through two through 60. Whether you would have liked one of them back, uh, I, I'm okay with if that's what it's going to be. But when you have better structured goaltending, I mean, better structured defense in front of you, yeah. better exits, that's been the big thing, man. It's It's been more competent. None of these, you know, as somebody who coached kids hockey to up to minor midget, you know, bantam, the outlet, the... The forward that comes down the wing or down the, the, the half boards, yeah. you got to have somebody available. Right. Yet that seems to be completely <laughs> not apparent to them, which they'd sort of corrected, right? You yeah. have to have those outlets multiple. Yeah. And so last night was a less structured in that second period, goals in succession and suspect goaltending. Like everything showed itself back Sense up. checklist is complete for the checkety, night. Checkity, checkity, <laughs> check. Yeah. So to me, there was all the things that have plagued this team all sort of, if they had been sort of subdued or held down for the past five games. So I guess the reason I asked about the bye week is that were they looking ahead, like already on vacation, but no, like they're not done. They're not like, what, what do you attribute to the sudden flip back to what they clearly had been turning around. They'd strung some games together. Like you said, Montreal is whatever, but you you won them, right? You've won two against them, played well against Winnipeg, played well against Boston, and then all of a sudden you just shit the bed again. Yep. Like, Yeah. 
to me, I, I we'll see. Yeah. Right, they play Nashville tonight. Right, as of as of uh, airing of this Monday night, okay. it's Ottawa Nashville. So we'll see what happens, right? Because I think I said last Sunday on this show, it's fine that they had put in a good effort against Winnipeg mm-hmm. and, and Philly and, and Montreal on the previous Thursday. Yeah. But you got to show me. You got to show me. You got to show me. And so it's nice that you put the five games together. Mm-hmm. But how do you stop the bleeding? Because they showed no ability to stop the bleeding in game. Right. Right. So what does you do? Now, to stop that from bleeding over into multiple games. Right. Because I get it, man. Everybody gets something put on them every once in a while. The best teams in the league get that. It happens. But the best teams, or the good teams anyways. It doesn't happen again. It doesn't happen again, right? You don't continue to double down on your own issues. So, we'll see, right? I'm not sure... um, so if they're on, if they're playing on the back to back tonight, that probably explains why Corpusallo yeah, got sorry. that third and, start. And, and it's it's uh, it's airing, time of airing. Oh, so okay. It's, it's Monday, Monday night. Monday night. I was going to say, Edmonton played Nashville last night, uh, being Saturday night. I don't know who was the home team in that game, but I was going to say it's going to be rough travel like, for Nashville either way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was in Edmonton, but it's not a back to back. It's not. Enough. And okay. so sorry, that's where I was saying as of time of airing. Right. Um. So we'll see, but it is. The Rangers had played the night before. They lost the night before and traveled to Ottawa. Right. And watching the game, it was, and I said to the to the person I was watching it with, I'm like, Rangers came out super hot. And and you see that a lot of times in back-to-backs. A yep. team that played the night before sometimes comes out like a bit of a house on fire, right? Yep. Like they have that. And then they can fade a little later. And they do, yeah, right? Yeah. Like So they went up 6 nothing on shots on Ottawa and- and Corpus Allo held held them held yep. the fort, and it looked good. And, and I said, "Yeah, okay, see that's." And now you just have to you have to weather that storm, and you right the ship. And then Ottawa took it to them for the rest of the first period. Like it was all that we had seen for the previous five games. Right. Um, they had a power play at the beginning of the second. Chickering scores less than ten seconds into the power play. Mm-hmm. And that's now that would have been three straight power play opportunities with a goal. Like it just it's got all these things, and you're like, man. This team is moving in the right direction. Sure. It continues to show signs. And then, yeah, wham, there's feces in the bed. <laughs> you hate when it's, that And it just happened like that. Like it was so, and it was, it was Stutzler got blown up, like, like destroyed. Clean hit. Yeah. Um, By who? Was it Truba? Uh, no, no. Tr- <laughs> Truba's not in. Right, right, no right. No Truba last night yeah. and no uh, Lindgren. Okay. And so you, you the, the, the Rangers defense not only are they playing back to back, you're missing two of your top four. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, they are ripe for the picking. Uh, Macklin, Mackey, uh, something, a, a guy who'd been called up from, okay. from the Wolfpack. Right. And, uh, and, and he and Brady fought and, and it was like. McEwen in the lineup? Nope. Okay. Thank God. But yeah, but Costello had already fought right. somebody. Like it was, just, at some point, a little less fighting for Brady, you'd think. But. Yep, yep. And it's one of those things where I am not a firm believer in in fighting. Yeah. Um, whoever Brady fought, the guy's name, sorry, buddy, he took a couple hellacious shots. <laughs> Brady Brady touched him, touched him good. Um, but it ended with this guy sort of wrestling Brady to the ground. Right. Right. And so we all know that. The guy who ends up on the top, right? That's the guy who won the fight. Sure. Um, but yeah, Brady's in the box on a five-minute major as the next three Ranger goals Pew. win in the net, right? And then the game was gone. And I'm not blaming Brady for that. 
But it is one of those things where you're like. It is the mystery man who took the captain of the other team off the ice with him for five minutes. Yeah. Your sixth defenseman. Not a great trade. Takes off your, your, your top line left winger. Yeah. And so it is one of those things. And you know, if you, if somebody doesn't fight him, because Shabbat sort of skates by him, like, hey man, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> And we get it, right? We would not, appreciate it if you did not. Yeah, continue. not everybody on a team is going to fight, right? But yeah. it is one of the, it was one of those things. Shabby just sort of skating by. Hey, man, I'm going to wag my finger at you. <laughs> we don't like that. Don't do that. You should expect a strongly worded letter. Yeah, and then there it was. It was on the knuckles of Brady Kachuk because I want to see if there was a couple of stern shots that that buddy took in the face, right? Um, but yeah, it's it, it is one of those things, right? Where you go if nobody fights them. And again, clean hit. Like to me, he got him. Yeah. He got him. Yep. And um, anytime you can get a skilled player and it's a clean hit like that and mm-hmm. you're like, man, buddy, keep your head up. Get get ready. Do you have any thoughts before we move off the Sens on on the story going around? You probably saw Mendez's piece last week on Chikrin. The talk that, uh, you know, he, he was sort of, I don't know. Understood why his name was out there, but didn't want it out there that he was asking for a trade. Uh, do you have any thoughts at all on it? The good listeners heard mine once or twice, so I, I'll kind of keep uh, them tucked here. But yeah, I did. I did see it. I did listen to it. The, the local market is is sort of so incestuous, right? It's it's <laughs> it's sort of they fall all over each other. Whatever the storyline is, uh, be it Chickering or be it you know whatever, it's they it gets hammered into. Oblivion. Yeah, it's hard to miss a sense related story in this it, market. In this market, <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I, I uh, it's it's, and Steve Steos touched on it. Yep. Both uh, in in the media scrum and with uh, with AJ in a one on one. Right. And and it's it's funny because Steos to me, I I really like. He hasn't made a trade yet. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been anything happening under his. Go- but I like his approach. I like to listen to him. He doesn't talk for the sake of talking. <laughs> he doesn't seem like he wants to win anybody's favor. He just seems like, I'm just going to do my job, man. Let me do my job. Right. Um, and he said, he he right out said it. He's like, yeah, I was disappointed to see that get out. So to me, that means, yeah, there's talks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so. And why wouldn't there be? Like pretty good player, well, and that's reasonable what, contract with a year left on his deal. Teams are going to be interested. It's the very coveted two playoff runs. Right. And so he he put it out there. Yeah. It's happening. These these are talks are happening. Um, But he also then, he turned around and said, yeah, if I'm on somebody else's team and I'm looking at where we are in the standings, I'm phoning about Jake Chikrin. Yeah. It's only you're doing your due diligence. So there's lots of people that get talked about, which is what he said. And and so it is an understood thing amongst the knowledgeable or the or the or the fans that follow it more closely yeah. than, than your casual fan. Right. You look at his circumstance and go, that might be a tradable piece or something right. we should look into. Right. Yeah. It's it's the the spot where you've asked about, which is the I wanna leave here. Right. Right. And and so you feel badly. I don't know the guy. I've never met the guy. I haven't bumped into him at the White Lake General Store, although I am out there fairly yeah. often. Call so, me Jake. Yeah, I was just going to say, man, we can <laughs> we can take down a whitewater or two if you're uh, yeah. if you're interested. Um, but yeah, he's saying, yeah, I I live five minutes from my sister. I get to play in front of my grandfather. This is my, you know, de facto second home all my life. He's like, 
I love playing here. I don't want to leave here. So, but I understand the business, yeah. but I'm not asking to leave here. Right. And so to me, it's, it's what we've seen here is so much of this, this sort of backwater, <laughs> you know, hockey fan culture that, that sometimes exists in a, in a small market, yep. which is a pile of navel gazing that happens here. And so, yeah, man, is somebody going to get traded? One of those left shot defensemen that is it named Sanderson? Are they going to move? Yeah, man, somebody's going to go to, one of those two guys are going to go. Yeah. Well, we talked about it back then, right? I remember saying, that's a good player. That's a good trade that Pierre made. Like, I don't remember feeling like, I actually thought Pierre got a pretty good deal on the the player. Yeah. But it's not exactly what they needed, right? Now, you always need good players, but you already had two very good left-hand defensemen. You don't want any of them playing on the third pair. So now someone's going to have to move. Uh, So... It's, and, there, it's, and there was an opportunity cost as well. You now don't have those assets to trade for the thing that you do need. Opportunity. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe now one of them has to go. That wouldn't be the guy for me. I, I'm looking at, at Shabby saying you're, uh, you're the one on the way out the door. But it wasn't a bad trade. It just wasn't exactly what they needed. And so now you sit here a year later and the team isn't performing the way you want. And so something is going to have to be shift it around, right? You're going to have to do something to get this going. And that is a, a a place left D where you have a little depth and things aren't perfect. Whether you swing that for another forward or a right-handed D, I don't know, but that is an area I would be looking to deal from. So much of, so much of the talk was, you know, whether it's them forcing the Debrinka trade and bringing him in and maybe that's not what you needed, but it's a nice splash you went out and made the chicken and you go that, as you've suggested, that is a great trade and it's a good piece. Yep. Is it really what you needed? Right. Probably not. Right. It's a good player, yep. but it's not. And, and we started this season with the optimism of a Sanderson, Zub, Chicker and Shabbat top four. Sure. Right? And everyone's, everyone in the local market or most of the people in the local market are falling over themselves, hoping myself included that this works. Yeah. Right. Yeah, one of those boys is going to be comfortable on the right yeah, side. The, and yet you're hearing all the right things, right? Like Chicker and saying, yeah, you know what? A lot gets made of it, but we all do it at some point. It, it happens. It's not such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right. We're all sort of inundated. Shabbat with, was a good team guy said, yeah, if that's where you need me to play, yeah. I'll do it. Like it's. We're all inundated with the Mike Babcock thinking, right? Which <laughs> yeah, is righties right. play righties, yeah. lefties play left. Um, But there is that sort of niggling little thing in the back of your mind, which is. I don't know, man. It's a lot of same in the top four mm-hmm. and three of the four are lefties. It just, it's, it's a lot of ifs and buts, right? And when you start the season and there's optimism and you go, ifs and buts, yeah, ifs and buts. Yeah. But then you get 48 games into the season or 45 like Ottawa is and you go, oh yeah, there's that candies and nuts and uh, Merry Christmas Here thing that are. comes yeah. after, right? And you're like, it doesn't really work. You and, seem to be balking a little bit as I blasted right through it at my suggestion that Shabbat is the guy I would be looking to move. Um, yeah. Yeah. But ask me tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and, and it is, so it is one of those two guys and I've always been on team shabby, okay. right? I've yeah. always been on that last two weeks. I've sort of been going, <laughs> we could talk about, it. <laughs> you know, and I, I think I said it, right. He's the guy who's endured the entire seven year rebuilding process. Yeah. He's been here for a shit ton of losing 
that maybe it's just better for that guy and for us if he goes somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night aside, um, you look at him coming back healthy in the last three games that he's been in there and, and, and his playing time is in the low twenties. Man, he's got, he looks a little bit more dynamic. Sure. And if you could ever find a Chris Tanev type, yeah. which Elliot Friedman oh, brought oh, up on. I know where there's one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who brought up on, on the, uh, second intermission last night as a name that is, is being bandied about. Yeah. And connected with Ottawa. Okay. Um, if you could find somebody that, that could anchor Shabbat and you could keep his minutes low, which we've long speculated. Of course. It's going to be hard at 28 minutes a night. Yeah. But night. you keep him under 22. Yeah. Hey, he is very, what he does well, he still does very well when healthy. If yeah. You, if you allow him to, to not have to, to sort of, um, conserve. Mm-hmm. Conserve is the word I would use, right? Mm-hmm. If you allow him to go and go, you know what? We got somebody here with you who's going to anchor that. You're Anton Volchenkov, you if you will. You're, you're Ron Hainsey. You're Chris Phillips, <laughs> whatever it is, right? Somebody who is not worried about the other side of the red line. Yeah. I, I'm sort of back in the shabby market. And but, I like, I don't want people thinking I'm desperate to get rid of Thomas Shabbat. I'm just saying that is an area where Ottawa has a le- left hand D. They have a little depth maybe one more than they need. And if I'm trading from that, that would be the guy to make it a change somewhere else, to bring in some depths at a different position. Yep. I, he's a perfectly good player. Uh, he's had some ups and downs. As you said, he's seen a lot of losing. Uh, he's had some injury issues. And so I acknowledge he's a good player. I'm not saying the Sens badly need to get rid of Thomas yep. Shabbat. No, it's no. just that would be the guy I would... I would probably choose to unload before Chicken. And I think it's totally fair, right? And if you go back to the, I can't remember which year was the Toronto Montreal World Juniors, the one where Shabby was the, uh, he was not just the defenseman of the tournament, but he was the player of the tournament. So uh, 25 was the one, 2015, or sorry, 2015 was the one that finished in Toronto. 20, the one that finished in Montreal was the one that Shabbat was the big dog yes, in. okay. And Whether that know, was 2017 maybe or 20... Uh, yeah, 2016. Okay. 2016. They did back-to-back in Canada. Okay, okay. And they just flipped the cities. Right. Um, and Colin White was the top goal scorer of the tournament. Yeah. But you know who else was in that tournament that looked pretty good and we saw... Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy, right? <laughs> and and so those were the two guys, right? Shabby and, and, and Charlie McAvoy. Who, yeah. Man, that guy's a stud. Matthew Joseph, I think, was on that Canadian team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not quite the same stuff. Yeah, yeah St. John Sea Dogs, <laughs> and so was uh, a couple other you know former senators who have come and gone. Yeah. Um, but it, it is. I just think he needs. Uh, I'd be willing at this point today. Talk to me again next Sunday, and, yeah. and thankfully we will be here yeah. sharing a beverage and <laughs> thoughts. Well, apparently today, not not sharing at all, but having a beverage. <laughs> no, but uh, if I, if I didn't have the nine percent porter, which I'm not getting a pile of coconut, yeah. or I, I get a little chocolate, okay. I get a little sweetness as I've got past the head on this. Yeah, um, I'm not getting a pile of Nanaimo bar, so I don't know if sure if this is the same one you've had before. It isn't, um, but it's a bit of a bummer. Like somebody's got to unlock that, and you will have my gratitude for life. And my business. Well, you need a little. You'll have my business. <laughs> yeah. Mind your business. You need a little graham cracker. You need a little coconut. Like I think those yeah. are the things, the hallmarks of a good Nanaimo 100%. bar, right? Yeah. With some chocolate. 
So I'm getting a little of the chocolate, not a lot of the, the rest of the Nanaimo bar. Okay. Um, but yeah, so right now, today, whatever the date is, 28th, 29th, yeah. I am Team Shabby. Okay. And I'm sorry, chicka chicka boom boom, you're, you're, you're probably the guy that's that's got to go, but we'll see. We'll see what you can get back for him, right? Yeah. Uh, before we move off the sends, yeah. there was a, um, a Graham Nichols tweet this morning I was sort of, uh, I came across and I sort of clicked on. Right. And he was talking about uh, the Murray money now sort of sweeping into the Corpusalo money, right? With the, with, yep. the, with the efforts and, you know, Murray played 33 games before. Honestly, it's such a small, um, and that people are now getting antsy about Corpusalo, right? And the, and the five years at yep. 4 million, right? And so. I'd be one of them if I cared more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and to me, it's the term, right? It's the five Always years. Always was. It's not From the, day one, I said, that's four. way too long. To me, it still comes back to, I am not concerned yet. Okay. I am not concerned yet. I, I'd like to see consistent defense in front of them. To me, if you can keep the, if you can be more defensively responsible, keep the shots under 30 per game. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to, he plays 50 games a season, 45, right? I, I think he's going to be fine. Right. It looks like it's going to be more, right? With Forsberg down, yeah. they don't appear to really want to throw Sogard to the Wolves here yet. See, like, but I would have started. Gonna... I would have started him last night, though, or on Saturday yeah. night. I would have started I, that, three games in a row. To me, that is. I don't know. I gave that guy a lot of money for five years. I got to be able to start up three games in a row sometimes. I, you know, like. Yeah, but you don't have to. Well, I guess. Like Sogard, Sogard. Just... But my point is, I think. They don't want to do that to Sogard yet. They don't want him in there more than he well, absolutely has to be. They shouldn't have played him against the Avalanche, and well, then they shouldn't have it. trotted him out against the Flyers, like two two playoff teams. Yeah, yeah the Avalanche, and then can... left the Habs things to Corpusalo. <laughs> like to me, that is that is one of those things. And uh, watching... you wonder if it's a little of we're going to lose that anyway. <laughs> let's just yeah, let's not put, waste our let's run. put the guy, the young guy, in there and let him get shell shocked. <laughs> Well, um, I didn't say it's a great idea. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, to me, if I'm Jacques, I was I was pulling them after three. They were there were a couple in there that you went ish. When did they pull them? Four. Okay. Four, which is still good. Four, yeah. but to me, the third one when you went all right, I need a, I need a mo change here. There's just a bunch of things, and yeah. and like I said, the one was just he seems to be good for one every three games. One of those ones where you're like. What are you thinking, man? Were you looking? <laughs> Were you looking where the puck was? Because it was 60. And yet you're not concerned. 60 feet away. Well, I was, yeah. <laughs> but again, I, I, I am not concerned yet. But, hey, he's on notice. Somebody's on you're notice. On notice. <laughs> Somebody's on notice for what's going to happen here, right? So we'll see, right? Yeah. We'll see. But as of right now, not yet. Uh, meanwhile, on Saturday night, the Leafs were beating the Jets for the second time in four days, which seemed a week ago to be fairly unlikely after the road trip that they'd had out west, um, where they got kind of kicked around by Vancouver uh, and Edmonton. They didn't look even particularly good in their wins over Calgary and Seattle. And so you're sort of like, there's a real possibility with the Jets as hot as they've been, and uh, I think they're still sitting on top of the Central. Nope, third. Third? Yeah. Been a busy week, man, while well, I well, haven't been paying attention. There's there's one point behind Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that, man. Yeah. 
Um, and it's still there. Okay. Um, one yeah, point. No, they're they're one point behind second, which is Dallas. Yeah. Okay. And Colorado. Two, and two points behind Colorado. Okay. So they are a win. Had they been able to take take you know something off the Leafs? Yeah. But you can't do it, man. Who can? <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the Canucks managed to, to yeah. pull it off. So, um, two wins for the Leafs. the 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 Wednesday game is a one nothing barn burner, and then uh, that's what the Jets do, though, especially without Shifley. Well, and that's it. the 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 Leafs did get a bit of a break there on Wednesday. There was no Shifley and no Morrissey. Uh, Saturday, Morrissey was back in there. But uh, still no Shifley. So they do catch a break there. And they got, uh, on Wednesday, they got to see Laurent Brassois instead of Connor Hellebuck. So, um, but you get a couple of big wins there. And they head into their bye week before the All-Star game, you know, feeling better than, than you could. There was a real chance that coming off that road trip with a home-and-home home with Winnipeg, you could have been out of the playoffs. You could have been feeling it pretty bad. Uh, they avoid that. But it this team remains kind of... Up and down, I, I don't have a good feel at the All-Star break for what this team is other than that it's not as good as previous editions. I know you, you though, <laughs> you do believe you know what this team is. Did you see, you didn't see any of Sheldon Keefe's response to, you know, is is Samsonov back? Right. No, I didn't. It, it wasn't really, it didn't warm the heart no. or, or the cockles. Right. It, it really was, you know, yeah, there was some maybe. talk of consistency, <laughs> you know, yeah. and so, you know, he's got to be, he's got to As be long consistent. as he didn't answer with, well, we think Joseph Wall's almost back. <laughs> yeah. Or, or any chance you'll see Matt Murray in the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you expand on that? No. No. <laughs> and so, yeah, it wasn't really uh, warming the heart, but Samson, I've also said, Somebody said to him, you know, are you back? Are you feeling it? And he's like, stupid question. Well, okay, but the media is just like, <laughs> do you like, do you like grape pop? I like grape pop. Like there's just so you much. You just got crushed. How do you feel? Yeah. I feel bad, sir. Yeah. I feel bad. <laughs> sir, you understand what I'm saying? I feel badly. I feel badly. This has been a bad night for me. <laughs> My game could be in a better spot. Um, but he's looked decent. Yeah. And I, and oh, yeah. yeah. In the past couple of games, yep. and and to me, the Jets, um, and I can only speak to and and I'm gonna get to the Leafs. Yeah. But to me, it is if you look at Ottawa has seen Boston and the Jets just in the past week, and to me, both those teams play a playoff style. Good goaltending. The Bruins are frauds. Kay. Last week it was the Canucks who were frauds. This week it's yeah, the yeah. Bruins who are yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you, but that's a that's a seven year old take from Matt. That's a consistent year in year out. Bruins are frauds. No, and normal. That's not true. It is N- totally no, true. No, I've written them off for the last seven years. That okay. part is true. But normally by now, I'm sitting here going, "Nope, wrong again, Matt." This year, I genuinely don't believe in them. I believe they're great goaltending. They got off to a great start, and everything since then suggests just okay. I know, but. And this is where I sort of make my way back towards the Leafs, which is, we'll see. Just okay. Yeah. But if you look at Winnipeg, and and as long, and we talked about it last week, as long as Bonus doesn't overuse Hellebuck in the second half. Yep. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. If you can roll into the playoffs, both the Bruins, and you look at the way those teams are structured with good goaltending or great goaltending. Yeah. 
and structured defense and a couple of game breakers up front. Yep. And you go, we're going to hang around. We're going to grind. We're going to contest. Contest. We're going to contest. Yeah, we're going to contest every puck. We're going to be on it, and then we're going to wait for our game changers to have a have a moment or two. Mm-hmm. And so, transferring back to the Leafs, whether or not you know, no Morrissey, no Shifley, no whatever's happening there, that those are playoff type games yep. when the when the opposition does not give you a pile of opportunities, you have to wait. You have to be patient, and. I know this is this is an outdated take a bit, but Leafs of two or three years ago, with the talent they have, would have pushed. Yeah. Would have pushed, but didn't, right? Now, there's not going to be three on three in the playoffs. There is not. Is that true? Are we clear we on that? We can confirm that. We yeah. can confirm that. <laughs> so I think I think it bodes well. Um but yeah, the Leafs are they are an enigma. They are an enigma. In terms of, because I'm not even sure with, once you bring back the mighty Joseph Wall. <laughs> that, That's where we're hanging our hat at this point. That's you, where we're at. Come come trade deadline. If you're, if you're the Leafs, you're looking for, in terms of your prime, your, your, your choice, you know, bring back. Is it you're looking for depth scoring? You're looking for upper upper defensive help. I'm not sure I'd spend any assets on this group. Wow, white towel into the middle. No, of the I'm ring. not selling either. No, no, but you're you're punting on the year, is what you're saying. A little bit, yeah. I I just I look at the makeup that's of this bold, group. That's a bold take. I just don't see it this year. Marner is having a bit of a down year for him. Uh, this defense is going to need to be massively overhauled, and you don't have the assets to do that at the deadline. Um, you you spent... Cap- now, you have the Klingberg money now. You could go and do something. Yet, but that was a Still on my swing and a team. miss. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Too lazy to trade. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think that's how Brad for living got him. Yeah, yeah this is it. Whatever. You know what, Matt? <laughs> that may be the smartest thing you say all day. Well, then the show is over. Wrapping over. it up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, you know, if there was something out there, a depth defenseman that you could get for like a third, maybe I'd do that, but I'm, I'm not trading Easton Cowan or Fraser Minton or a first round pick on this group. I don't think those guys are, well, future game. You only have so many assets in the organization because you've spent every year at the deadline. And I was in favor of doing it with Nick Roberts. Is he still, uh, Robertson, uh, yeah. He's oh. on pace for over 20 goals despite oh, the coach not letting him play. Oh, the other guy, Nick Roberts, I'm talking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just don't think this is, this team is made up. To, now, the, the counter argument would be they knew that this might be a step back in the regular season and you brought in playoff guys. Max Domi and, and Tyler Bertuzzi and... Bustolas, am I right? Both those guys? Yeah. yeah. And unless, I'm surprised by that. Unless you believe that they will get going in the playoffs. But I just, I don't see it. I don't look at this group as currently constructed and say, man, you're just one or two moves away from going deep this year. I, so I'm not sure I'd spend assets to bring in almost anything at the... the I'm going to counter that with, we talked about Tanev, um, yeah. any of these other guys who are out there... Um, 
And I look at that. If you could insert a guy like that into your top, it would four, help. Yeah. I just look at it and you go. Now, where are the Leafs in terms of? Do they have a first this year or se- or next year? They have. Yeah, they're they have their firsts for the next two years, next couple of years. Like, I, I don't believe they've traded away any more future first okay, round picks so, right now. So what you're saying is, would you look at Nick Foligno? Would you look at a first for Nick Foligno? <laughs> yeah, we tried that one time. It went <laughs> two, really well. Two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I didn't like it then. <laughs> no. Um, and I think Chicago just extended him. They did. Yeah. They did. So no. No, you're right. That's the answer. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, I, a a sort of a Tanev type, would you look at that? I as... would, but I if Ottawa's now been thrown into the mix, like obviously the market's going to be there for him and that's going to get expensive. I'm not spending a first round pick yeah. to rent. See, Ottawa, Ottawa is not in on Tanev without an extension. Right. Right. You, if I'm Ottawa, you're not, you're not. No, you're not buying at the deadline. To you're not buying for sure. <laughs> and so to me, it has to be with an extension in mind. Yeah. Um, otherwise you're not doing it. Right. Whereas Toronto is very much to me, if you make it, if I was Toronto, I would like to see them make. I just don't think they're a Chris Tanev only away. I, well, okay. And, and that is, you have the, the more boots on the ground take on, on the Leafs. But I look at, and we talked about the Jets and we talked about the Bruins and the type of game that they're playing. If you were to add somebody like that and, and nothing else, no major tinkering yeah. like Dubas did last year with like eight guys. That, he was in. clearly going for it last year. Went all in, made a bunch of big moves. Too many moves though. Maybe. And, well, I, it, and I, I, I would, if I. The chemistry would, thing is hard, is a hard theory to prove, right? Like, it's, Yeah, yeah, but it's still a lot of guys. It was, yeah. It's still a but lot like, of guys. Shen played better than he had in a very long time. O'Reilly was. Well, he was fine. Well, but he was great at the beginning. Yeah. In that first round, the first half of that first round, he was very, he may have been the least better, best player. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. He dried up like everybody else a little later on. Yep. Um But yeah, but as I, you suggest, I, like, he can't be blamed solely for that. No, he cannot. Certainly. I, I've, I look at what Dubas did last year and when he did it, and I, I believe last year I went, that's fine. Like I was, I believe I was pretty happy with the Leafs deadline last year and it felt like that was a go for it year. This one, it just doesn't feel like that. Matthew Nyes, perhaps predictably, has hit a bit of a wall, right? That college schedule is a whole lot different than the NHL schedule. And we're about 45 games into his rookie season. So he looks a little tired. Marner appears to be coming around a little bit, but he's on pace for more like 90, 92 points as opposed to his usual... Shitbird. Well, okay. 90 points. I'm saying for him. Yeah, yeah. Tavares (laughs) is slumping, broke that on Saturday night, broke his slump. Is that... Just a really bad slump, or is it finally the age thing has arrived and is taking him down quickly? I keep saying it and it never seems to happen, (laughs) so I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah, I'm willing to discuss it for the first time now, watching it, but we'll see, right? Does he kind of get going again or, um, you know, there's just a lot of things going on that don't look quite right. Lilligren hasn't taken the step. You don't really know what Joseph Wall is yet. He's played well at times, but he's injury prone and not... You know, not a guy you'd bet the house on yet. So I, I just, I just don't feel like this is a year to spend much. That's all. I, I'm, I'm not selling. I'm not throwing in the towel. Like get into the playoffs, see what happens. You got a shot like anybody else. But you're looking right now. There's almost no chance you're playing anybody other than Florida or Boston in round one. Those are, those are teams that have shown they can play in the playoffs. I, I would like to see Toronto make 
one defensive move. Yeah. That's where I am. I'm putting it How about at. one defensible move? <laughs> yes. That's been a struggle for Bradshaw Living yeah. so far. <laughs> just, just make one nice acquisition yeah. on the, and not a, not a, not a, just, and then let the game come to you. Yeah. Go in without all this fanfare of all this has happened. And I, I am not a huge fan of your Tarasenko or Kane additions at the trade deadline. They so rarely, the Jack Eichel thing sort of, but that was the year before, yeah. right? Um, I don't like the huge addition, the huge splashy addition. Right. I think a team that's been great all season, let that team roll, man, with what they got. If you can make some tinkering, some depth stuff, yeah, great, fine. But that's where I would like to see. If I was the Leafs, you are in a spot now where the window is not closing. No. Nope. But it's not. It's not as wide open as it once was. Correct. Yep. And so to me, your first, which is going to be in the mid twenties. Well, you hope. Yeah. What is that? They're, they're middle of the league right now. Like they were. Yeah. Yeah. I know they're, they're right in that wild card spot, but th- I was looking at the standings and I think we got to be getting pretty close when the gap gets to s- six points between your second wild card and that that's, we're now at 50 games. We're like, a, we're com- yeah. closing in on 32 games left. Yeah. Six points. That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's sizable. So anyways, all I'm saying is you are talking about a pick in the twenties and your first round, all first rounders are not equal. No, for sure they're not. No. So to me, this isn't, you're not giving away a, an opportunity. No, they Mac don't have their second this year. So now you don't yeah. pick until the third. It, well, Pierre Dorian says that's okay. Pierre Dorian says a lot of things. Oh, Pierre Dorian <laughs> says, I don't have a job. <laughs> Sorry, PD. Yeah. Hate to kick a man when he's down, but there it is. Uh, why don't we take a little break, grab another beer, and uh, we'll talk about some other stuff after, stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. Talking to the head and let me see you. Fuck you. Talking to the head and let me see you. Fuck you. Uh, why don't we keep it in Canada? We've talked some Sens and Leafs. We've talked a little Jets. Why don't we move to Edmonton? What's your second beer, though? Oh, I stayed right with the... Uh, I'm going right back to the well on... Uh, you have another Imperial? Yep. The 7.5% You, you had two here. of them, and you didn't share? No, I knew I'd want another one. That's an <laughs> ultra douchebag move. You didn't have two of the Nanaimo no, bar? I do not. It did not come in your pack. There was no. not two of them. No, this was a Christmas gift. Oh, okay. Well, I suppose that's somewhat Fuck, Matt's a heel. Hey, see that? Flintstone oh, yeah. heel. Oh, yeah. You know what? It, it is what it is a little bit. So I'm staying with it. Uh, this was the, like I said, the Stray Dog Imperial Coffee State. Where'd you move off to? I am moving off to something a little lighter coming off of the... Uh, the 9%er. The 9%er. I am moving towards uh, something I've had here before. Not the beer, but the but the brewery. This is Black Bellows Brewing. Oh, of, Black Bellows. Bam, bam. Yep. Black Bellows had a child. <laughs> the damn thing went wild. Uh, this is Black Bellows out of Collingwood, I yep. believe. Yep. Um, this is their Dortmunder mm. export. So okay. it's called FAP. Comes in at 5.5. Yeah, so I actually went in and did a little bit of looking around at, at what a Dortmunder export. Because you see that in other things. The Daub has a has an export. And um, and really, it, it is I the- haven't had a Daub in a while. Yeah, well, remember in the early days of here, there was they had a Festbach, they yeah. had a they had a Dortmunder export. I really liked that Festbach. Yeah, the Festbach was was delicious actually. And Speaking of uh, 
needing to lighten up after one or two. <laughs> I think it was a high 11% it, it, or something. Uh, not much, yeah, but not the, box, the box are usually higher. Yeah. yeah, okay. But an export is really just, it's used to differentiate. It's usually alcohol, a little higher in alcohol. This is only 5.5, five, but yeah. um, your Dortmunder, um, Dortmunder Union is the original brewery. It is it is sort of their take on a, on a Pilsner. Okay. Right? Now, what they use to sort of separate the Dortmunder export, so a German versus Czech, is they like to have a little bit more balance, a little more hot, a little more pills, uh, a little more malt. <laughs> Sorry, man, I had to work my way around. Um, you got there. So they are looking for a more balanced sort of take in this, and um, so that's what I'm drinking. Five point five Fob Dortmunder export. Okay, Black Bellows. Right on, man. Uh, why don't we talk a little about the Oilers? Because uh, it is looking like they might never lose again. Um, Not bad. It's been five weeks since they lost a hockey game. 16 games. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, especially when I was at least prepared to have the conversation that their playoff hopes were done in November. That uh, no longer the case. No, I think we both sat here. I remember the the day in November we recording and we talked about Calgary or Edmonton. Who was who was in bigger more f- fucked. <laughs> yeah, and we both we both sided with Calgary. We we both thought that there was the tools that Edmonton had. Yeah. They would be more capable. And I, even then like I I'm not sure I thought and I mean like a, a 5 week winning streak will clean up a lot of your mess really fast. Keep okay, the 5 a 5 week winning streak and they're still 5 or 6 points behind Second in the Pacific. Yeah. Like that is. But at one point they were behind the Sharks. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And and all I'm saying with this is it just goes to show you anybody who we talked about six points behind the Leafs for a wild card. You go, yeah, we've rolled off 16 straight. Yeah. And we're not even top two in the division. I don't care how far back you've come. Yeah. There's a couple pretty good teams in that division. Like Vancouver. I don't think anyone saw this coming from them either, no. but Vegas we knew was going right. to be very good. And all I'm suggesting here is Luckily you rolled for Edmonton, off, LA fell off a, cliff. a one win from tying an NHL record, 17 straight, and, yeah. you, and you are are still six points or five or six points behind second in your division. Yep. It just goes to show, and you know, I'm not saying early season woes are coming for them. But when this sort of... Yeah, nobody's this good. No, and when the wheels come off, there is going to be a sort of... Leveling. We've lost four of six kind of thing. It's it's coming for you. Yep. Because the letdown is going to be big. Um, The schedule for them to set this record, as you said, one game left to tie, two games to set the record for most consecutive wins. The schedule is interesting because they have Vegas next, which is obviously going to be incredibly difficult. And then to set the record, you have the Ducks is far less difficult. Um, you'd like to think kind of in a video game mentality that like the, the big boss comes last, right? But this is sort of... Uh, the, Mike Tyson's punch out. Right. You get Glass Joe to start. Yeah. And then <laughs> you work your way up. From I there. had the albino Tyson for mine because it was no longer Mike Tyson's. He had sort of sullied that sort of... Yeah, okay. And, and they wanted to take the name off. And it. they made him... It, Everything was the same. Except he was white guy. Except he was white. <laughs> okay. Black boots, black trunks, <laughs> and and the sort of really tight, tight curly hair. Right. Okay. But it was white. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's Vegas and, and, and Anaheim. I, I don't know, like, it feels, you're talking about a big letdown coming, 
I wonder if it happens after Vegas. You get up, you know this is a big in-division game, a Stanley Cup favorite, a team you've actually developed a bit of a rivalry with, and you get that done, and you're like, all we got to do is go beat Anaheim. Like, the, the most predictable NHL thing Kirby to happen Kojic from here. Gets you. <laughs> yes, exactly. The most pre- predictable NHL thing that could happen from here is tying the record with the Vegas win and shitting the bet against the Ducks. Well, and, and it's interesting because it was, what, two weeks ago, Bruce Cassidy was calling out his team in, in public. Yeah. Saying they were playing without any respect for the game. Right. They were playing an AHL game. And they've won five of six since then. Yep. They've looked very good. Kind of Vegas-esque. Right. Can we say that? Sure. I guess we can. There's we can defending say, You just Stan- did. Defending Stanley Cup champions. Right. Um, but that's a test. And that's how you want it. That's how it should be, right? You yeah. should You should be able to... Yeah, if we're going to prolong this, if we're going to, uh, you know, tie their Patrick Laleem-led <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins or whatever that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's so shocking and shocking is the word because they were so shockingly bad. Yes. And that was also shocking. And they, they sort of led off with this, with this terrible losing streak. Then they went on a tear. Yeah. Then they lost three or four in a row yeah, again. Yeah. And then they've rolled off 16. Like they are the streakiest of streaky teams. And how, you know, they sent Campbell down and whether it was Tukarski or whoever it was that they had brought up. Pickard. 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 Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And so one of those guys, one of those former world juniors. Just a guy. Pickard and Tukarski may have been, may have been a duo (laughs) at at one world junior. Um, but yeah, it was sort of now now we're looking at Skinner as being like this stalwart. And I'm not sure that's the case either. No. No, that would still be the one thing that maybe they'd look to go and address at the deadline. I Hyman, don't... Hyman with 30 goals. Yeah. On pace for 50 odd. Did, did you, not see that. And coming. you I was just I was just gonna say you've seen that guy for years as a no, leaf. In no t- in no world would I have envisioned him ever having as a, a fifty goal, goal season. No. Yeah, man. Well, and to me, what's very interesting, uh the, I remember sending the the good Western correspondent uh an email maybe before the season started when they signed Connor Brown. Mm-hmm. And I said, Man, you're gonna love that guy. Yeah, they do not. They do not love that guy. <laughs> and but the, I, I, they're not I, getting the same Connor Brown you and I got. I'm as shocked by how ineffective he is yeah. as I am of, of how effective yeah. Zach Hyman is. Because you saw those guys on the same line, right? With with Matthews, right? Mm-hmm. And they were they were hounds, man. They were on the puck. They were doing all these things. And Connor Brown was, you know, shorthanded goals, killing penalties, yep. chipping in, like not not good two way guy. Good two way guy. Play up and down your lineup. Never cashing in five on five like you would like he would get great opportunities yeah but that's a guy who you're like man he is he's what every good team needs to get over the top yep and so when they signed him for a million <laughs> plus bonuses yeah i'm like that is cash money like you are so much better for that and then to hear them talk about him now <laughs> right you, you you check in with edmonton media and yeah. you're like connor brown <laughs> And they kept them past the nine games or whatever it was to get, get that the bonuses. Bonus. Yeah, well, that's next year's money. We yeah. don't worry about that. <laughs> well, they will. Um, 
yeah, it, it is a bit of a. Sh- I wonder. Like I've been, I was thinking about this earlier today. Standings aside, is Edmonton the best Canadian team in the NHL right now? Vancouver seems to say differently. I just don't know if I buy Vancouver yet. I, I like the goaltending better. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I like Winnipeg's goaltending better. Yep. And and to me, the thing is, uh, I think I like Toronto's goaltending better. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Sorry, Edmonton. <laughs> wow. To me, if it comes down to Wall or Skinner, yeah. Who are you taking? I have no idea. Okay. All right. But that's what you're saying. One team is a shower. Go- one I'm team has got a goalie that's that's yeah. been part of a 16 game win streak. Yeah. And you still don't know who you're taking. That's, that's fair. That's the question. Yeah. Right. And so, to me, it comes down to they still have. I, I don't think Edmonton is the best team. Okay. Um, Where do they fit? Rank, rank those four teams for me right now. See, I, I know what the standings I, I, say. I just, I, I don't know that they're being honest with me. Well, I, I guess, I guess I'm out here on a, I'm out here on a limb now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg. You got Winnipeg four, eh? Well, I, I just, to me, I, I, there's not enough of, of, I, I haven't seen it. I like them. I like them. That trade for, that they made about, uh, to trade Dubois. All the pieces they got back have contributed Iofalo, pretty nicely. Velarde yeah, like it's going Kapari. Kapari. Yeah, like it's it's really made them well, a deeper team. And you have Dubois bitching a bit, eh? Yeah, yeah. Who saw that coming? Can't believe that guy would ever be un- discontent, yeah. uncontented. Yeah, and, and um, how about a mal- how about a malcontent? <laughs> there you go. And you're talking about he's just signed for the next eight years. Yeah. And so he's bitching about being a third line center. How about fucking winning? Yeah. How about winning? Can you be content with winning? Was there any doubt in your mind when Drew Doughty came out last week lipping off about people more worried about themselves than the team that he was speaking directly to Pierre-Luc Dubois? P.L. Dubois. P.L. Dubois. No, there was zero <laughs> chance. And and that's a couple of guys who are going to get into a slap fight. <laughs> hey, it's going to be Doughty that. and Dubois. And it's there's wet. They're both wet. I can, there's slapping happening there. Maybe hair pulling. I'm not entirely sure. No, there was zero doubt in my mind that what was going to happen there. Yeah. And so I just, I've seen Hellebuck in the second half of seasons crater a bit. Yep. Um, and, and now you can't discount the removal of the Wheeler factor because they seem to be very different. Yep. Without Blake Wheeler. And well, there's been talk forever that that's been a bad locker room and he was linked to a lot of that chatter. With him gone, they might be better off. Well, that is one of those addition by subtraction kinds Seems of things. Seems to be. Right? And so... Um, Kyle Connor was out for a lot of the season. They got him back now. Like I, You talked about, you professed I, I got your no, love of Ehlers. Yeah. And and I like I like Nicholas Ehlers as well. Um, and yeah, he, it's great if he is your third or fourth option offensively. If you have Shifley and you have Connors yep. and it, like... You have these pieces above him. Yep. That is great depth scoring insulation. Yep. I just, I want to see how the defense holds up and how Hellebuck holds up. They do up. need one more piece on the blue line at the deadline. See, then maybe the Leafs and the, and the Jets are vying for this same piece, right? Chris because Tanev. because that is what it is, right? Is you are looking, everybody's looking for that, you know, three through five yeah, three or four piece yeah. defenseman, right? Yeah. That is going to give you that sort of, that's going to set your the top Leafs need four. a two. Like Brody cannot do that anymore. But 
when I look surprised at the, by, you by how by sort of that that stream seems like it's fallen off a cliff as of recently it. as like three weeks ago. I was saying you just got to get Brody off the top pair, otherwise you're still happy. He'd be you got to get him off. The now top I'm six. Yeah, now I'm like he might need to sit down for a while. <laughs> this is not going well. Uh, but Can when I, I give look, you a Travis Hamnick? You cannot. Thank you though. Thank uh, you. I appreciate the uh, the offer. I might have the Leafs at four, and then. I think I, I don't know in which order, but I that's might only, have. That's only your sad face leaf fandom I, talking. I don't know. You If if Winnipeg needs defensive help, Toronto's behind them then. Like it, the, the Leafs blue line is not as good as Winnipeg's. Is the Leaf blue line as good as Edmonton's? Is the Leaf uh, blue line as good as, as good as Vancouver's? No. no. Not with the way Hughes and, and Hronik have. Paired off and, and like. Yeah, that's what they got. Yeah. Well, that's we true. got Riley and he's not as good as Hughes. And then everything else we have is worse than what they have. I, I, I would, okay. And yeah. fair. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I'm only throwing it out there. Because to me, if you look at, um, to me, Bouchard, really nice. Yep. Ekholm is the kingmaker. Sure. In that. In Nurse that, has bounced back pretty well. But. To, Cece having a career here. You don't. Don't sleep on Cody Cece, baby. That's the truth. Um, but to me, Ekholm is is the is the solidifying thing that 100%, happens in yeah. that. So I think I've probably got I've probably got Vancouver third, and then I don't know between Winnipeg. You and You have Edmonton one. I don't know. I have Edmonton, Winnipeg one, two, kind of neck and neck, and they have they're just very different teams, right? And how they're built and what makes them good. And you know me, man. Like I've I've talked about Winnipeg, the, the media has fallen all over themselves in past years to say, hey, Winnipeg, Canada's best team, look out, and they fucking missed the playoffs or, or whatever. <laughs> I, I've thought it was a joke for a while. The year they lost to Vegas, that's the year that I was so on their bandwagon. Right. You had Big Buff. Sure. Doing his a thing. fun team at that point, man. And But I look at them now, and I wouldn't have said it at the beginning of the season, but just the way they're built and the way Hellebuck's playing – I think if they tinker a bit at the deadline, they'll they'll probably pull ahead of Edmonton as the best team. I don't know that that gives them the best chance. Like to come out of that division, you got Dallas and Colorado. That's a tough road. But I think it's Edmonton, Winnipeg right you now. You got to win that division. You got to win that division. Yeah, and they're they're in striking distance. Like they could do yeah, it. Of course they could. If if, uh, if McKinnon would stop putting up four goal games every couple of days, that'd be helpful. It does it seem like everybody is. Like all the really good players just seem to be putting up. Ungodly. Yeah. Like like video game numbers, like Matthews yep. with his 40th in 48 games yep. or whatever it is. And you have Kucherov and you have McKinnon just doing crazy shit. Yeah. And no, like, it, it, like it, Edmonton wins on Sunday, on Saturday, they win 4-1, I think, or, and, and it's dry sidle. You look, you go through the stats and it's McDavid. Assisted by Drysaddle and Bouchard, right. you got Drysaddle assisted by McDavid and, and Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> Nugent Hopkins. It's just, it seems like everyone is going this, off year, this year that the top end talent, yeah. has been like off the chart. It's like there's a separation of. I I was talking to someone the other day about Matthews. Somebody and, smarter and, than me. You never I could be just about anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. How's it going, buds? Hope you're still listening. I don't know why that name just came to mind, but uh, two people here will enjoy it. So, or not. Yeah, no, one person here will enjoy it. 
and Matthews and the pace that he's cut and being at 40 goals in 46 games or whatever it is now, 45 games, he's had two slumps of seven games with no goals and he's still managed. Super to get, streaky. Right. But when he hasn't, you, you look at him and go, that normally would put you as like a slam dunk contender for the Hart Trophy. He's not. He's not in my top three. That's what I'm. We got to the point where maybe I could talk myself into three, like third place, and that's insane to me that he could get close to seventy goals and it might not be close to enough for an MVP. Had he not won an MVP two years ago, do you think it's different? I don't think I do think that. Like I, I I don't think I do think. Yeah, that that. was an awkward (laughs) sentence a little bit, but like. He's on pace to smash that season, that he that his MVP season, and people will be like, yeah, well, sorry, Nathan McKinnon went supernova this year, and like you said, Kucherov. Eric and- should have won his third Norris, but well, Drew Doughty deserves it or is over. Yeah, see, I don't think that's what this is. I legitimately think there are people having better years, or at least comparable years, to Austin Matthews. Do you think and- people are having better years, or do you think people are having more heralded years? Talked about. yeah. Uh, and, and the more you hear well, there, about there's a lot McKinnon, of guys having big years. Man. I know there is. I know there is. But is there 40 goals in 48 Whatever games? Yeah. That to me is. It's insane. When you're talking about like McGilney right. in, in the 90s or Bray, yeah. wh- whoever it is, or Bernie Nichols. Sure. Like whatever. I don't whatever. leave out Bernie Nichols. No. Well, how could you? <laughs> how dare you? But those sorts of things, when you go, we're talking 30 years. In between something, yeah, that's that's no joke, <laughs> joking. Yeah, and so to me, that is it. To me, it comes down to now somebody's. You said cool it off. to me. You he, said it to me in a text. I don't know, three, four nights ago. You said it's getting old. He does all this crazy shit, and you're like, it stops seeming special. I'm, I think I'm, is yeah. yeah. I want to feel special, man. <laughs> How come we never go on date nights anymore? <laughs> I don't feel special. Yeah. But that's uh, what know, it is, right? Yeah. Is is just, okay? There's his goal for tonight. You're like, well, I, not everybody scores every game, right? <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that shit before. Right, it's great, but yeah, you know, you're the '90s Braves. <laughs> Sorry, Austin Matthews, you're killing it. But yeah. uh, one World Series in a decade of excellence mm-hmm. doesn't cut it. Yeah, well, I'm uh, sure you would love a yeah. World Series. <laughs> That'd be great. Any s- sort of equivalent in 60 be, years would be awesome. I'd love a conference final. <laughs> <laughs> How about a division final? Sure. You no, we had that last you, year. You, oh. We lo- didn't win it, but we made we oh, made the division okay. final. Sorry. Shame on you, yeah, Rob. Shame come on, on man. you. We are no longer first round. You're not paying outs. attention. We are second round flameouts. So much better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is interesting that you know if he gets to 68 goals or something stupid like that, disappointing. He'll be in the conversation. Like he will be in the mix, and then it'll be a conversation about you know better team I I have time for the V in most valuable player like who who carried the load most like in Nathan McKinnon yeah. with the injuries that Colorado's endured this year and and Landis Cog being just gone completely Nachushkin is now oof that's an uncomfortable not case sure, he's disappeared not sure again. what's happening there yeah nothing that I suspect might it's be good. happening there is good yeah uh so that's another team that Devon Taves came out not too long ago and said, 
we got guys here who think they're playing well, who are not playing well and need to get them to me. That could not be more directed at uh, Ryan Johansson, who is a guy who's come from a couple losing franchises to be part of a team that doesn't like to lose very much. Um, but all that is to say, Nathan McKinnon is carrying the mail for that team. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and you talk about it because to me, you watch what McKinnon does. And to me, if that McKinnon Rantanen line doesn't go, yeah, that team doesn't go. No, that's right. And whereas if Matthews goes seven games without a goal. In theory, John I, Tavares will help. <laughs> well, but I, but I don't feel the same, right? right? And that's my gut feeling and it's completely anecdotal. Yeah. But I don't feel like the Leafs are in that same yeah. category, despite the fact well, that. Because we've seen it, as you said, or as I said, whatever, they, he's had somebody two. Somebody fucking smart has said. <laughs> two goalless streaks. And at that point, Willie was cooking enough that he carried it, right? Oh, and, cooking. Yeah. We gotta love Willie. Yeah. No, you don't. Okay. But, but I he do. got paid. I do. But he got paid. That's it, man. And yeah. so somebody does. Yeah. Uh, beside his mother. <laughs> um, But that is the thing that, that when you bring it around and when you look at the scoring and you have McKinnon and you have Kucherov and then there's a distant third in Pasternak and you're like, where's that McDavid guy? Right. Where's that dry sidle guy? Having a hard time catching up. But these are perennial mm-hmm. top three point, oh, yeah. point getters in this league. And they're not in that spot now. And the Oilers, to double back to where we started this conversation, yep. are are on a 16 game point, a game winning streak. Like not, not even a tear, just yeah. they're doing it. And so um, that being said, it feels like I'm sorry you've peaked at the wrong time. <laughs> it does have a bit of that feel though, doesn't it? Could, it could. It could be. That, that you are going to... But that would have been a disaster for them to miss the playoffs this year, like in a go-for-it year. So you've at least given yourself that opportunity again to be back in the mix. Right. Um, you're but, right. But you, we you have would to, have much preferred to have this hot streak in April, but you needed it now when, to salvage your year. When the hockey gods smile, you don't get a choice, right? Nope. Um, but in a go-for-it year, we did talk about Campbell and Skinner. Yep. Oh, yeah. You're like, that's your go for it. And you have left yourself insulated with a Pickard. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what we talked about, it's right? Troubling a little bit. And so, um, is big save Dave out there somewhere? <laughs> do, do we have that? Do we have that as a, as a, as a trade deadline acquisitions <laughs> that can come in and. You got, you got to go back knocking on the door of Nashville again. So I know you gave us at home. We, we need sorrows. So we, we got to. <laughs> Well, that was a talk last year, right? That was a talk last year, which was, do you, if you are Nashville and you are looking for uh, a rebuild or a retool, that maybe you start to look at Saros, you go, okay, you know what? We've gotten rid of back home. And they have a scar off, right? Like he's supposed to be the one in, the guy in waiting. Maybe if you're ready to turn it over to him, and I have no idea if they are, but maybe you could pry Saros out of there. Well, or maybe you could. And if you did that, I'll. Say right, I'll slam dunk. Edmonton's the best team in the country. Country. Well, we talked. We were ranking the four best. Yeah, teams yeah. In no, no. I, I know. And I'm just saying, man. At that point, if you could put UC Soros in goal for Edmonton, in behind that, because yeah. if you look at that Ekholm, you know, Tyson Berry went the other way. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, he spent large, plus, um, but still. Yeah, yeah. Plus, plus. Yeah. But why would you trade Ekholm if? Like Nashville is in the playoff conversation in the West. Mm-hmm. What what are you doing trading Ekholm 
and not rebuilding. Like that's a guy who's young enough that you go. Well, do you remember? I think it was last year they when they traded him that they weren't really in the playoff race. And then after they traded him, they, it ended up coming down to like right at that last weekend. It was it's them, Calgary. Berry <laughs> As you get. Who hasn't seen that? I, I have not seen that. <laughs> right he here. A, hand he, up. Yeah. No. He was a leaf once. Didn't see it. Didn't happen. Uh, but you had Kerfoot. Let's not let's not Kerfie, look that. having a nice year in Arizona. Yeah. As the Coyotes. So. As you do. Him and Dumba and sure. whoever else is All down the there. Castaways. Schmaltz. 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 Yeah. Uh, on Sunday morning, we should probably cover this just before we get out of here. Wait, wait. Just before oh, we get out of here. All right. Schmaltzy. I'm, I'm thinking of. I wanted of, to say that again. So, no, no I did want to say it. I, I'm a bit of a Jeopardy. Yes. You know, Maven, I think is Ooh, where I'm okay. going with. Okay. Um, there was a, there was a topic called. There's a whole Taylor Swift board. Uh, <laughs> no, but there was a category there was of, though. of television spinoff origins. Okay. So you had television to. Television spinoff origins. Right. So, so I'm going to give you, I, I can't remember what the clue was, but it was Jefferson's and the origin of that is all in the family. Right. Right. Archie Bunker show. Yep. That's where it came from. Right. So they were going to give you the current show. You had to say where it you came from. You had to say where it came from. Okay. And so it was on the first, it was on the, you know, the, the first round of Jeopardy. So it's the thousand dollar question in that was Shorzy. Really? Yeah, man. I was totally blown away by that. Nobody got that. Uh, somebody did get it. Wow. S- somebody got it. And so Letter Kenny. Yeah. And, and so to me that- Somebody got that. Somebody got it. Oh, that's and, fucking wild. Okay. Man. You think it's wild. Yeah. I think it's wild. Um, I remember two years ago listening to Brad Pitt. <laughs> he was talking to, uh, at the Oscars on the red carpet and it was Entertainment Tonight Canada. Like uh, E-Talk yeah. Canada. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you talk Canada. He's like, shout out Letterkenny. <laughs> Brad Pitt is shouting out Letterkenny on the, on the red carpet. Wow. So to me, uh, there's got to be this made it. American subculture <laughs> that is, I'm all about the Letterkenny. Because I know there's a, there is that culture down there for Trailer Park Boys. Like it had a bit of a following in the US and did pretty well. I never would have thought Letterkenny and, and Shorzy uh, would have reached the same level. Would have ever reached Jeopardy. No, but it, it was the hardest question on the board. Yeah. But there it was. So I got it and the other guy got it. But anyways. <laughs> that other guy. Sure is he. Yeah. Sorry, he got I, a thousand bucks. Sorry. He got nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Pride. Yeah. Pride. Now, and you know what, Matt? Yeah. If you don't have that, hmm. what do you got? I guess before we wrap up, we should probably talk a little about the Hockey Canada thing. Because it's not been an ideal week for... Uh, for at least five of Hockey Canada's former World Junior players. And on Sunday morning, we saw news from uh, Alex Formanton's lawyer confirming that he was charged in London uh, in relation to that. The London Knight involved in this incident. Mm. Yeah, more so the Davos Tiger or whatever the hell, <laughs> where he's been hanging out lately. Where we all sort of knew, but nobody Davos knew. was great, great for Jumbo yeah. Joe. I think that's, how could it go wrong Hey, for Alex? Uh, before we get into Hockey Canada, speaking of Davos, the Alex Dig documentary dropped on Friday. Did you get a chance I, to look I, at that over the I, weekend? I have not seen it yet, but I am jonesing for it. It was really good. And I won't like spoil anything about it. It's called Chosen One. It's Spoiler! kind of a, a play on uh, 
on words, right? That he was the chosen one, but he was chosen number one in the draft. And man, just a an interesting watch in how um I don't self-aware isn't the right word, but he was so willing to open up about what he wasn't prepared for, right? About yeah. what he wasn't yet capable of digesting and um you know a, a, a brand new franchise hanging all their hopes on this 18 year old kid and it doesn't go well right away and all of a sudden what that does to your psyche right and and he sort of talked about his own flaws and his own um well, you know so you've seen it i watched it all it was great so i, I am totally looking forward to seeing it um but you were a Sens guy, like uh, yeah, and he was a guy who I think of. I think of Dig and the hype of him coming out of Victoriaville. Yeah, like he he was a. It's one of those things we talk about hindsight and whatever else, and you look back and you go, "Oh, okay." Or he was the undisputed number one pick that summer in Quebec City. Yeah, at the draft, yeah. like there wasn't there was Pronger and Korea and all those guys in that draft. Nobody remembers number two. Yeah, love that. But he, the reality he, he is, it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But the thing is, history says I'm a I am the number one overall pick. Yep, I am the Patrick Stefan of this draft. Shoot higher, kid. Aim higher. <laughs> crickets, crickets. <laughs> but it is it is that thing, and so it's 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 easy to say should have taken Pronger mm-hmm. or Korea. Fun too. Pronger would have been awesome, but. Yeah. Hey, the reality is, Pronger, bit of a flame out in Hartford. Sure. Right? Who had the better career? Pronger. Yeah. Then Korea. Yeah. And then somebody else. Then a lot of other people. But the reality is, Dig was the undisputed number 30 or 21, 23, 24, whatever, whatever the number teams of teams. We're uh, taking Dig. I was just going 21. So then you added San Jose. Then yeah. you added Tampa and Ottawa. 24. I'm going to say 24 other teams would have taken Alexandre Dag. Yep. And my my takeaway is like this is a guy who had high 20s in goals mm-hmm. on multiple years. Like on a terrible team. Terrible team. Yeah. So it is it is fine to say he was a bust, but the other thing is and I'm sure we'll I'll see it when I look at the at the thing is I remember when they flipped him to Philadelphia. That's where he went from Ottawa. Yeah. For Pat Falloon and I believe Vinny Prospel. Fat Balloon. Fat Balloon and <laughs> Vatslav Prospel. Yeah. And, and Philly's, um, Philly's... That happened earlier than I remembered it. Yeah. Like it was 97. It, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. And so Philly was doing their um, their training camp in Peterborough, part of it in Peterborough. Right. I don't know if Keenan is still, whatever. I don't, I'm not sure why it's in Peterborough, <laughs> but... Um, used to happen a lot more. A lot of the American teams would come up and do their camps in Canada. Dig maybe more ice. finishing dead last in the, in the fitness. Oof. And you're like, this is a aesthetically fit, you know, forward who is, you mm-hmm. know, just, I think he's dating Pamela Anderson at the well, time. There was some talk of that. Yeah. And there's actually a great shot of, of a mid nineties Gord Wilson interviewing him about it and him sign, sort of saying, I'm not going to talk, but he had spent the summer in Los Angeles. Gordy 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, and Bob Clark had sort of suggested he wasn't happy with where he had spent his, uh, his off season and hit and, and dig says in this doc, like 
I didn't really care. Like, go piss up a rope. I'm going to spend my off season where I want to. And then, yeah, you get to camp and, oh, maybe he was right. I'm not in great shape here at the moment. Yeah. Oh, those LA summers, man. Can you? Yeah. Summer loving, man. Happens so fast. Summer Look at Matt. You can tell Matt's got a couple of sisters, eh? A little grease action is back there. Yeah. All right. Um. But it's a great watch, and he sort of says at the end of the doc, and look, we all know how his career ended, so it's... Uh, He's personable, though. He is a personable He really guy. was, and like he was totally willing to say, yeah, I wasn't ready, or yeah, I, I made this mistake, or what but yeah. he does say at the end, because he went on to play pretty well in Switzerland for a while, and you know, he's happy now, he's married, he's got a kid. He's, his best friend was Nat Dominichelli. Yeah. Everyone's friend. Everyone's friend over at the at the Spangler. <laughs> right. Um, but that, like, I'm sorry that my career didn't turn out how you thought it should, but I'm happy, so yeah. fuck it, right? And well, and, and it wasn't always like that for him. And I don't know about you, man. I, I remembered him having this comeback in Minnesota where he played pretty well. I would have swore up and down all day. That was like 08, 09. Oh, no. It was before the lockout. It yeah. was 03, 04 yeah, season. No. I, well, I ha- I posted that on Twitter. I said, like, I I could have sworn it was much later than that. And in the, the doc, he says, you know, I had a good year in Minnesota, and then there was the year-long lockout. So I went to Switzerland and said, fuck it, I'll just stay here. Um, and in my head, I'm like, that's not the timeline at all. But it turns out he knew his life better than I did. So he he had the inside well, track on and the, that. And the thing with him was coming out of, of junior – was yeah he had all those he was he was putting up Lafontaine type numbers in the queue. Wow. Well, okay. I know. Not quite. Um who could possibly well keep Ma- pace with Pat Lafontaine. Yeah, Mario Lemieux. Yeah. Only. Yeah. And that's kind of But the, that was the comparables they were throwing at this kid yes. with Mario and, and and the thing that comes out is Pelavo, one scout. Man. Is is he was bilingual? Mm-hmm. In a, in a in a city where that's super important, where yep. you're trying to court the uh, the French audience, sure. good looking kid, charismatic kid, charismatic, w- you know, well spoken. Yeah, the whole nurse's outfit thing aside, apparently soured some people. I didn't know and, that and story till I watched the doc and the bomb reference yeah. on the plane. Yeah, like these sorts of things that follow a young guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, he was he was sort of the magic bullet for a new franchise in a bilingual yeah. city. And so, yeah, no, nah, I don't need to watch it now because I clearly know all this shit, so. Sure. But no, but I. But like I, they've got him in like a carriage with John Pelleveau going to something, to the draft it might have been. In Quebec whatever. City, man. Yeah, yeah You're of like, course. This is a coronation. This yes. is a, man, and it like. Well, he's a, he's a Quebec athlete yeah. in a Quebec held draft. Yeah. Who is the undisputed number one. Yeah, it's the the path is there for you. So uh, it's if you're interested at all, post Lindros. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Dig, yeah, this is the next guy. It's supposed to be Crosby, right? It's supposed to be McDavid. He's supposed to be on that level. He's supposed to save the brand new Ottawa Senators. He's going to be the guy they build around, and it just flames out. It does not work at all. And this is a doc on on what happened to him afterwards and why that happened. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called Chosen One. So really, uh, really good watch. So hockey Canada, hockey which is where, Canada, which is where we started. I don't know how we got to here, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't recall either. But uh, it is uh, Alex Formanton's lawyer who confirms that he is now being officially charged in London. Uh, we saw four other NHLers last week request leave, 
leaves of absence from their teams. Probably just coincidence, I guess. Yep. Uh, but uh, it has been confirmed that five guys have been asked to, uh, from that 2018 team, to surrender themselves to uh, London police. Formanton, the first one to confirm that he is part of it. Matt, I, I don't know. I guess the takeaway that the NHL would like you to have from this is that, uh, hey, Utah is interested in a team as they made that announcement right after the report dropped of the five guys being asked to surrender themselves. That was fairly unsubtle, an attempt to, hey, look over here, not at the awful thing that we're involved in again. Utah seems like a relocation. You're not expanding to Salt Lake? No. No. Anyways, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, maybe a new home for Arizona when they finally give up on a hundred percent. Forget about Kansas city. I think Utah <laughs> looks like a great venue, but I agree. Yeah. It's a gross, it's gross. The timing a hundred percent. So look, I don't know how much there is to say other than the fact that this has been hanging out there for a long time and people have wanted answers. I'm sure nobody more than the victim herself wanting to see justice done here. She doesn't need any answers. No. But think the she'd like to see some action, right? Some a mo- Somebody move on this. That's finally happened. The fact that it's taken this long suggests to me that they really were doing, they're do- like, to me, this didn't get put on the bottom of somebody's pile of paperwork at the level. I'll get Police to Department. it when I get to right. it. Right, no, I think this was, you're going to make damn the sure Oxford you East have it. The bus has been late three days in a <laughs> row. We got to look into that. Um, Man, I, I, I just... Everything about this makes you cringe, right? You love hockey, but you kind of hate the NHL. You love the World Juniors, but here's what the World Junior team was capable of that year. Like, there's so much about this. Maybe not just that year. Well, we are hearing that Halifax is like they could. The Halifax Police Department has confirmed that they're still working on their case. It hasn't gone away. Uh, that's the 03 team. So who knows what else might be yet to come. But like we all love to rally around Team Canada, whether it be World Juniors, the Olympics, and yet they're wearing the Hockey Canada logo that is pretty tainted right now. I, I gotta tell, I have a kind of a winter fall kind of light winter beard jacket with the Hockey Canada logo on. It. I've had it forever. It's a really yep. nice jacket. Yeah, good kind. It's kind of zero to you know minus five to plus five kind of thing, and I. I don't really like wearing it right now. Like it used to be my favorite jacket just because it was comfortable and not the Hockey Canada logo necessarily. And now you're like, you feel a little like. The Hockey Canada logo is nice though. It is a nice logo. Yeah. But are like people looking at you like, oh, you're, you, that, See, I, that's I overthinking I it a little bit. I, it but, is. Yeah. I don't feel it. Yeah. I don't feel it. It's like the same people who say the convoy has, has co-opted the Canadian flag. Right. And if I fly the flag or if I wear something with a Canadian emblem, then it somehow makes me. Yeah. Convoy, and I think it's that kind of thinking yeah. that gives up the power. No, you're right about that. You're right about that. So, so to me, it is if we can just deal with with what's happening here. Yeah, and and I said to you, you and I exchanged a couple of emails on uh, as as this was happening. Yeah, the Globe and Mail had dropped the report. Yep, no names, just five people, but we did see the five the Le- five clubs Le- that have teams, yeah. yes. And so I had, at that point, I had heard about Carter Hart and Dylan Dubé. Right. And you would, you would come to me and said, Hey, did you see about, uh, McLeod foot and. Formanton. And Formanton. And so I hadn't, I hadn't at that point. Yeah. Right. And so to me, you were, you were, and so you said, and there's the five. And I'm like, well, I'm only getting three from that. 
but the thing is, and and those are the alleged five. We yeah, the, and and so the alleged five, yeah. and and so you're just at that point you're putting the, you're you're just sort of doing the the legwork. Yep. Um, and I had said to you, I'm like, it's so it, I'm so glad to have this over with. Yeah. And you would you would replied saying, yeah, I think it's it's. It's a far, long way it's, from it's far over. from over, yeah. right? It's it's. This is going to be months of appeals and court and, cases. Well, and, and and this is what Eric Macromella, who you know, who does a lot of writing for Forbes, yeah, and whatnot, a, legal a local yeah. a local lawyer who does a lot of sports um, related right legal issues. Um, and all I meant by that was, and I I, I think I clarified to you as well, is yeah. is to finally stop it from being in limbo and mm-hmm. and being out there and. I'm happy that this process can can approach yes some sort of the uh, the uh, the pathway towards finalization is, is there wasn't a week that would go by on hockey Twitter where somebody wasn't like hey does anyone remember that 2018 thing is anyone working on this like because it had been so long since any supposedly hockey Canada was doing an investigation the NHL was doing an investigation the London police were doing an investigation. And nothing was happening. It had been months and months. You kept and talking months. about yeah. what you're doing, but I'm not seeing any tangible right. results of what you say you were doing. Yeah. So that's all I really meant was I'm glad to have, air quotes, glad to have charges laid. Yeah. And we can have some sort of moving forward because you you can't move forward without this process, without this stage. Yep. Now, what I would caution everybody is, uh, and I speak from a first-person perspective, is charges do not equate guilt. No. I know we all have this idea of we've all um, charged and 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 found guilty mm-hmm. upwards to eight people. Um, we have to wait. And let the legal system do its do its do its thing. Yeah. Do its due process. Do its. Everybody deserves this, and sure. so um, at the end of the day, not everybody who's guilty is found guilty. Not everybody who's innocent is found innocent. Right. So we have to wait, and we have to wait and see. So we've talked about Formington. Um, being being charged and his lawyer coming forward and saying, yeah, yeah he, he's confirmed it. Yep. He he made himself um, available to the London police. Okay, we got we still got to wait. Yeah, I think Formanton has been one of those people that everyone speculated about. Yeah, and you go, yeah, he's a London knight in a London held event in 2018 that he's involved in. You're like. It's it's not crazy to go to make that leap, but we still have to wait. And that's all I'm saying is is maybe all five. Well, to me, it's less about being a London Knight and more about the fact that a, he's a perfectly capable contributing NHL player who his team just went, yeah, you can disappear now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and all I'm saying is when you talk about the familiarity in the text messages that we were all made available to, yeah, it had the feel, it had the feel at the time of someone who is the victim, who is aware of, there is some connectivity to the situation. Right. That's all. Yeah. That's all. And that is, that there's nothing to that. That's just me making that speculation. 
But all I'm cautioning people to do is to go, you know what? All five of these guys have just been charged. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. So there is no guilt. There's nothing has happened here. So when it comes to the Hockey Canada talk, we have to wait. We got to wait. What would you do? Like, it's going to be callous. But like, Carter Hart's an important member of the Philadelphia Flyers. Dylan Dubé is a contributing member of the Calgary Flames. Yeah. Someone else will tell me how important you might. Do. Is there any chance at all while this is playing it? Like they come, they surrender themselves to London. Do they go back to work while they wait for the case? Or will the NHL say until this is resolved, you're out? Will the teams say, like, can you imagine Especially in Canada, Dylan Dubé goes back to play for Calgary after being charged, what that crowd is going to do to him, or do these guys disappear until this is over? It's a great question. Uh, To me, you have to be allowed to go back to work. I'm saying the police will allow them to go back to work. I'm not sure the league will. But as you said, it's, it's supposed to be innocent till proven guilty. Yeah. And it is not guilty until proven innocent. But I wonder if these these leaves of <laughs> absence that the players have asked for is well, because, because they been, might be a little worried about... They've been made aware that potentially charges are coming. Yes. But like, maybe I don't wish to subject myself to the court of public opinion every other night in front of 20,000 people. Maybe I choose to stay away. Yeah, I guess it depends if you are Cal Foote or if you are Carter Hart or if you are Dylan Dubé. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, um, until the, uh, to me, if the league was, and I think you said to me that the league should say these people are all um It's going to be a suspended. bad look on the league, yeah. Yeah, but we don't know who's guilty. No, we don't. And so to me, for you to say, you're out, you're assuming. I'm not canceling your contract. I'm not firing you. I'm so suspe- you're, 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 you are suspended with pay. So you're, you're, you are very sort of, you're club oriented and you're, you're like, I, I want to remove you from the club because I think you could be harmful. Harmful and harmed. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. And that'll come down to And each- it's not, again, it's not terminated contracts. Yeah. Yeah. No paid, go, no paid go, leave. Right. Go through what you're going to go through. And when you're found innocent, you can come back to work. Yeah. All right. I, and, I, and I think that's that's a very fine line we're working It is. That. But most jobs, A, if, you know, if it was Joe Blow who works at whatever accounting firm that is getting charged with this exact same thing. A, federal government. Let's look at the federal sure. government employee. How many of his coworkers would even know that he's going through this? Right, you can come into work and carry on with not with most people not knowing what's going on in your personal life. And while you do that job, there aren't twenty thousand people screaming at you every night. I think this is going to be complicated. Like it is, it's just going to be complicated because of the public facing nature of these jobs compared to most jobs. Right, and we are talking about road games as opposed to. I'm not sure that's true. I'm not. Totally yeah. convinced Dylan Dubé won't be booed mercifully or mercilessly at home. Never. Ah, people are pretty pissed about this man and the court of public opinion rarely waits for the actual verdict. Yeah. And, and, but to me, that is the, the, the case when he goes to Edmonton, 
or that's the case when he goes to Calgary. I mean, to, to Vancouver Maybe. or Winnipeg. Maybe. I don't believe. I'm less sold on that. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. And you have that. I just think there's there's very little chance you're booing the home guy while things are, yeah, the, while the process is still to be undertaken. I think you might be overestimating people's ability to wait for innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking with the home crowd. Yeah, I know. And so to me, the road crowd is completely different. But everybody needs to understand. Now, once this happens, all these people have this, I am not asking for clemency of any kind because they're hockey players. I'm talking about anybody who was due, due process. This is it. That's all I'm asking for. Right. We've all done the speculating. Yeah. I, as much as anybody who had, you know, as a Senator fan, there's a couple of guys, there was a couple of Senator's prospects on that team, Formington being one, Batherson being another one. Mete. Uh, He was a Hab guy at the time, but- he right, but also he was later a Sen. And, and he and was a Sen when, when that dropped down. Now, right? he was also a guy with an alibi who made it very clear very quickly. Here's my plane ticket to the Bahamas. Here is exactly where I or was Barbados when this when... event happened. I was not there and yeah. here's, and I don't blame him. I yeah, do uh, not tie me to this thing. Yeah. And so when this all shakes down, I don't know what's going to happen in between. Um, if you are a contributor, if you're Carter Hart or Dylan Dubé. Yeah. I think we'll see what happens, right? If you are free to go back about your business, I'd be very surprised if these two clubs I wonder suspended I or wonder, put them yeah. on leave without pay yeah. or leave with pay, sorry. Would you uh, be surprised on the other end of it where I'm coming from? Maybe they don't wish to go back to work while this is happening. Um, like even if you know in your heart that you are innocent. Yeah, no, if I'm innocent... And and I'm talking as somebody who's been charged. I am saying not with this. We should put it there. Not not, not, not with not, anything close not, to this. Not with sexual assault. No. But I am saying, um, as somebody who is confident in in your own innocence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm I'm I'm. Now it's important, as you said. I don't work in an environment where twenty thousand um, strangers watch me perform my job. Right. It's just not a good show. It's, 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 <laughs> people love this, man. Come on. You know, that's true. Um, no, this show's an okay show. Watching you do oh, your job every oh, day is sorry, not man. a good show. Sorry. I was picturing 20,000 people live watching this watching show. Watching the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Come on. Come on in. We could have a live cam here. Why, sure. why? We've talked about that in the past. We have. We'll um, see. No. Then I have to put pants on. Uh, I would be feel better if you put pants on. I'm not worried about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I'm suggesting is I'm feeling, I'm going back to work. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling confident in my own, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. And, and so all I'm saying is. A lot of PR is, that's going to be tied to all this, which and is, there is gross a lot in of, its own way, but it's part of it. There's, well, because that is, that is, that is what t- is tied into, um, you make big money because many eyes are on you. Yep. And so speculation sort of goes with the territory. A hundred percent, man. And so you probably never envisioned this, but no, but you, here you are. You know what? When you when you are around or connected to nefarious. Yep. Yeah. So, no. If you put yourself in this situation, then right. F- fuck so you. So all and 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 to me, I am coming down hard on the side of wait and see. Okay. Wait and see, and 
once once it all gets decided, then do your thing. Do your thing. But until then, let's just wait. I'm not asking you to give, you know, smiling. Don't go buy a Dylan Dubé jersey 100%. tomorrow. <laughs> like. I'm just saying, wait and see. Yeah. Wait and see. That's it. And then once everything is decided, bam, do your thing. Uh, just quickly, for the sake of the good listener who will already know, uh, you've got uh, Chiefs currently leading the uh, the Ravens at halftime, fourteen to seven. Obviously, a little easier to make prediction right now. But any thoughts on how that's going to play out? Just quickly, or? I, I, I'm going to stick with what I thought originally, which was Ravens. Okay. Um, I thought Chiefs. Just it's it reminded me a lot of like. They, they just, they're that veteran team who just figures it out. Right. And the Ravens have been waiting to take that step. You're going to have to show me. And so the Ravens D though, to me, and, is, and again, I understand the cowardice of taking the team who's leading at halftime, but I am on record no. with the uh, lever earlier in the week. Yeah. And that's okay. So. Uh, no, to me it is. I felt like the, the, the Ravens defense yeah. was going to carry this day and Lamar Jackson would yeah, have to, yeah. would have to, wouldn't have to be fantastic. He wouldn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he would just have to nurse this through. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd have to dill for this. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then, of course, later on, we have Niners and Lions, which is... Uh, I am I am so in on my boy Goff <laughs> and the Lions. Like, really? That's it, man. Okay. I, 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 that's heart. Yeah. That's heart overhead. For sure. There's no money coming with that prediction. There yet. is not. <laughs> but I am, as, as, a, as a long-time Rams fan... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally going with I'm I'm hoping Lions. Niners win comfortably uh, for me. Although they got they did not win comfortably over the Packers. They that looked at numerous points a week ago like it could go off the rails. Um, so Purdy was trying his best to give that he away. Really gave it a shot. Yeah, but uh, I'll I'll go with that. So uh, for me, I'm 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 saying a Niners and Chiefs Super Bowl, <laughs> and I'm hoping for Lions. <laughs> Ravens. Yeah, CBS is not hoping for what you're hoping for, I'm quite certain. But uh, for the sake of the good listener, you'll know how this played out and how smart we were. Yeah, or and, were and not. I think I think the Niners probably. Yeah, yeah, they're the better team, but, but I, that doesn't always matter. But I but I am hoping for the Lions in that. Yeah, uh, thinking 49ers, but I am I am still I'm still a believer in the Ravens. Okay, even at 14-7 Chiefs. It's an Ottawa half. thing, right? You're a Carlton guy. Anybody sharing that Ravens 100%, name? Hundred yeah. percent, man. My dad's an old crow. I am a Raven, <laughs> and uh, we're good to go, man. That's where we'll wrap this one up. Stick around. Later on this week, we are going to talk to Cheryl Pounder. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a year Super or so. Super sharp, Cheryl yeah, Pounder. Yeah, and she is one of the fastest rising stars for sure in, uh, in, in the hockey broadcasting world at this point. So we'll look forward to talking to her again. Up on the feed right now, shows with Michaela Schreider, Kevin Mickey, man, we had Scotty Mack, Lever Sage, and Kenzie Lalonde all over the last week or so. So, Man, and you, and you had Matt Robinson. Can you imagine, man? Got well, him, got hey, him. And let's think about, let's just think about in closing here. Mm-hmm. Okay. This Dortmunder export? Yes. Pretty good, man. Pretty, pretty. But Matt Robinson, I, I sat with you for at least a couple of your rum and, rum and Pepsis yeah. pre-show. Yeah. You've taken down a couple of Imperial Lights over there. Yep. I think you're holding it together. Hanging man. tough, man. I think you are the... You are the consummate pro. <laughs> drinking through the day. Drinking. Drinking. <laughs> hey, we're very proud of you. I appreciate that, I guess. Um, 
Stay tuned for all of it. Check it all out at TalkingAudio.com or on your favorite uh, podcast app. And uh, if you don't mind, we'd love it a lot if you'd leave us a rating and a review there on whatever app you're listening to. It, uh, it's not just vanity. It's a little vanity, but it's not just vanity. It's a lot of vanity. It's a lot of vanity. But it does sort of help us move up their rankings, become more discoverable. So go ahead. Drop us a, a rating and a review. We'd appreciate that a lot. Uh, like I said, we'll see you a little later on this week with Cheryl Pounder. For Rob Christie, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll see you then. See ya. I am unhappy with the confusing and at times confrontational nature of that meeting. I wanted it to go better. I wanted it to go better!